Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. And if you're wondering if that squeaking door doesn't drive me crazy, please don't be concerned. I've been living in this house of mystery for some years now, and I've grown quite accustomed to the sound. But perhaps the hero of our story would be interested in our door, or in any other device which might drive someone out of their mind. You see, that's the problem faced by Wallace Dodd, an amiable young man who has only one dislike in this world a four-letter word called work. And unless Mr. Dodd does something very ingenious very soon, he might well be forced to join that grim, gray army of the employed. I'm telling you, Casey, if my Aunt Louise gets out of the funny farm, it's like the end. My ticket gets canceled. But uh, what can you do about it, Wally? There's only one thing to do. I gotta send her back there. Our mystery drama, Two of a Kind, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Henry Slesser and stars Christopher Tabori. I shall return shortly. Let's face it, there are some people who are simply allergic to work. Wallace Dodd III is one of those people. And who are we to judge him? Who can say what any one of us might do if our sole surviving relative was a very rich aunt whose considerable fortune is doing her no good at all in the plush confines of the Maple Grove Sanitarium where Louise Dodd has spent the last two years of her life? Happily for her, while she is away, her nephew is only too glad to see that her money is spent on only the finest things in life. Things which Wally and his bosom friend Casey enjoy with a youthful enthusiasm that would warm anyone's heart. Except, perhaps, an attorney's. Wally? Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Casey. Wait till you see what I got. Hey, man, you're loaded. What'd you do, buy out the joint? Here, here, here. Uh, put some of those boxes down before you hurt yourself. Look at these loafers. That buckle is pure gold. You know what it's worth? And here, and this jacket. Look at the elbow patches. <laughs> you look like a country squire, Wally. Listen, <laughs> maybe I ought to do that. Buy some nice little place out in the country. I could take Lisa there or Karen, maybe. Uh-huh. Of course, I'll need a nice little car to get me out there. Uh, maybe like this one. Hey, what's this? It's a picture of my new car. Straight from the showroom. Wait a minute, you mean you bought one of these? Hey, Wally, this, this, this car goes for about uh, 30, 35,000. I figure if I spread the payments over 12 months, Hageman will never notice it. Oh, uh, listen, speaking of Hageman, the guy called before. He did? What for? Well, I don't know. He said he wanted to come over. When? Like now. He's on his way. What did you do that for, Casey? I don't feel like talking to a lawyer. Not this hour of the well, day. The man said he wanted to see you, said it was urgent. Oh, you know what he wants? 
wants to chew me out about where the money's going. Oh, uh, there he is. If you don't mind, Wally, I'm going to uh, sneak out the back Now, way. wait a minute. I'll Casey. see. you over at Lisa's place, okay? I'd better answer it. Hi, Mr. Hagerman. Nice to see you. You take a long time to answer your door, oh, Wally. I'm sorry, Mr. Hagerman. I was just putting some of these things away. Mm. You have quite a few things to put away, don't you? You've been shopping again. Uh, just for a few essentials. Mm. What is this thing? That? Oh, it, it, it's um, an electric wine corker. Mm. Now, what was it you wanted to see me about, Mr. Hagerman? Casey said it was urgent. Yes, yes, it's urgent. Is it all right if I sit down? Oh, sure. Make yourself at home. Mm. Can I get you something to drink? How about a nice glass of wine? It'll give me a chance to try out my new electric wine corker. Mm, no, thank you. I'd rather get right down to business. You see, I have some very good news for you. No kidding. And I was afraid you were going to chew me out for spending too much money. I doubt that I'll ever have to do that again. You'll be happy to hear that your Aunt Louise is leaving the Maple Grove Sanitarium. Would you say that again? Your aunt has made very good progress. Her physician, Dr. Winterhoff, has decided that she's well enough now to leave. To leave? You mean for good? Let us hope so. Yeah, but, but, but it was only three months ago she had Russian spies after her. Oh, she fully recognizes her delusion now, Wallace. But, but what about the Chinese with the time bombs? Your aunt understands she was suffering from hallucinations, and they are completely gone. She's ready to return to the normal world, ready to resume the responsibilities of her estate and her family. What family? She is only me. Exactly. Oh, good Lord. I knew you'd be pleased, Wallace. Yeah, yes, sure. Your aunt has always had wonderful plans for you. Yes. I remember those plans. She was going to send me out to the factory to learn the business from the ground up. A wonderful opportunity. She's going to put me back on an allowance, isn't she? The only way to learn how to handle money is to have a limited amount to handle. She's going to make me wait on her hand and foot just like she used to? I'm sure she'll appreciate your devotion, Wallace. In fact, you can do something for her right now. You can find your Aunt Louise an apartment. An apartment? Just for her? Of course not. An apartment for both of you. This place will never do. I have here a list of her requirements. Now, please note them carefully. The apartment house must be situated between 63rd Street and 79th Street on the east side. It must be high-rise luxury apartment, centrally air-conditioned, with two bedrooms and possibly a sitting room or study. It must be above the 10th floor. And as for the rental, she gives no limitations. It must be rented and completely furnished within a period of five weeks, which coincides with her discharge from Maple Grove. There. Is that clear? You mean I've got to find an apartment and furnish it within five weeks? That's correct. You'll have $25,000 to work with, and I suggest you hire a decorator. Judging from this place, I'm not sure your aunt would appreciate your taste. 
that's all, Wallace. I, I trust you're as pleased as I am about this. Yeah. I was never happier in my life. Wally, you gotta be kidding me. You told me your aunt was socked away for good. That's what I thought. But I was wrong. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you, Casey. If my Aunt Louise gets out of the funny farm, it's like the end. My ticket gets canceled. But what can you do about it? There's only one thing to do. I gotta send her back there. But how? I don't know. Maybe I can convince her that Dr. Winteroff is wrong, that she's still got problems. Maybe I can hire some Russian spies to follow her. Huh? Or Armenian acrobats. That was one of her craziest delusions. The troop of Armenian acrobats were out to get her. I think that's why she always wanted to live on a high floor. Uh, uh, Wally, I, I don't get it. She used to think they'd stand on each other's shoulders and climb in her window. Ooh. Your aunt sounds like she's really weird. I liked her weird. Mm, I don't blame you. I knew her when she was plenty unweird. When she did nothing but talk about my education and my training. About how she was going to send me to a mattress factory with a broom for six months so I could learn the business right from the bottom. And I mean the bottom. Oh, man, that's awful, Wally. It'll mean the end of everything. Oh, come on. I got to get out of here. Where, where are you going? I've got to see a man about an apartment uh, on the east side between 63rd Street and 79th. <laughs> I've got just the thing for you, Mr. Dodd. Not a finer apartment in the building. Looks to me like there's plenty to choose from. Building looks half empty, Mrs. Griswold. We like to think of it as half full, Mr. Dodd. Uh, uh, when was this uh, place built, anyway? The Ritz Colonial was completed only six months ago. We've been renting for the past couple of months, and every single apartment will be snapped up. Even at these prices? Now, uh, you said you wanted a high floor, Mr. Dodd. Gotta be above ten. Well, then this is perfect. It's on floor 12A. 12A? Isn't there a 12? Why, yes. 12 is just below it. Uh, so it's really the 13th floor. No, we don't have a 13th floor. What's holding up the 14th floor? The 14th floor is directly over it. You mean uh, you call it 12A on account of some people are superstitious, right? Well, let's see the place. Just follow me, gentlemen. As you can see, the rooms are generously proportioned. This is the living room, of course. Notice that wonderful view of the river. Boy, some layout, huh, Wally? There are two bedrooms off this way, and the kitchen is through here. Is there any kind of study or sitting room? There's a small room off the kitchen that can be either a maid's room or a study. Hey, Wally! Dig this view! Come out of here! Boy, that's a long way off this balcony. <laughs> Just don't look down. <laughs> I wish you were Aunt Louise, Casey. I'd give you a nice little shove. Hey, hey, stop horsing around. Would you gentlemen like to see the other rooms? No, it looks okay to me. The only thing is, I'm not sure my aunt isn't superstitious uh, about living on the 13th floor. With that, the problem, I have a simple solution. The apartment below us is identical to this one. Would you like to see that? 
Yeah, maybe I'd better. But if it's identical to this one, why bother? The view is different, dummy. Mm. We can take the stairs so we won't have to wait for the elevator. Right this way. Well, I can't see any difference in the view. I mean, what the heck, Walt? It's only one lousy floor. Yeah, you're right. You really can't see any difference. In fact, every single thing about the apartment is the same as the one upstairs. Like peas in a pod, huh? <laughs> and the same rental? Absolutely the same. But I thought you'd prefer the higher floor. Maybe I'd like both floors. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a kick, Casey, huh? To rent both apartments? You down here and me up there? I thought you said you and your aunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's right. It's it's for me and my aunt. Oh, uh, Mr. Dodd, I I really should be back at my office. I have some prospects coming in at three. Yes, you go ahead, Mrs. Griswold. I haven't seen the rest of the place yet. Well, stop by my office when you're through, if you're interested. That is. Oh yes, yes. I'm definitely interested. Wally. What's with you, buddy? You got a funny look in your eye. I was just thinking, Casey. Thinking about these apartments. What about them? We really could have a ball if we rented both of them, couldn't we? I mean, furnish them exactly like... I mean, exactly. Like every stick of furniture, every rug, every lamp, every picture on the wall. Well, why would you want to do that? But just for kicks. Can you imagine if we got a couple of chicks up here and started switching apartments? <laughs> you mean we could, like, uh, run them up and down the elevator till they didn't know where they were at? Yes, that's the idea. <laughs> you could drive people crazy that way. Yes. That's right. You could drive somebody right out of their tree. Wally? Wally? Hmm? What are you staring at? What are you thinking about? There's something going on in that head of yours. Yes, Casey. There's something. What I was thinking is... Maybe we could drive somebody crazy with twin apartments. Mm, you're talking about your aunt, aren't you? I mean, they'd think they were crazy, wouldn't they? If they thought they were in one place, but they were really in another. Are you talking about your Aunt Louise? If we rented both apartments under different names so nobody knew about it, uh -huh. if we fixed them up exactly the same, I mean exactly... Yeah, but, but what for? I mean, why would that drive her crazy? I don't want to just drive her crazy. I want her driven right back to Maple Grove Sanitarium. But it'll cost a fortune to furnish both places. I'll spend my own money on it. It'll be worth it. And maybe I can get bargain rates. If I buy two of a kind. Now, how will two identical apartments unhinge the sanity of his Aunt Louise? I'm sure it'll be ingenious. Because never underestimate the genius and energy of those who are determined to spend the rest of their lives unemployed. In fact, not working may be the hardest job of all. But we'll find out what Wally has in mind when we return shortly with Act Two.
Wallace Dodd, accompanied by his friend Casey, has spent the past five weeks riding escalators. From store to store, up and down, buying complete sets of living and bedroom furniture, hunting down identical rugs and tables, lamps, mirrors, prints, ashtrays, chairs, and dozens of other household items. And every single one of them, two of a kind. That's it. Uh, Move it another couple of inches to the left. Uh, no, 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 no. That's no good. There's supposed to be a chair over come there. Come on, Wally. Uh, look at the Polaroid dummy. There's a chair right where you move the piano. Wally, this is driving me crazy. Forget about your aunt. That's almost finished. Just a few more things to do the now. The place looks perfect to me. I swear. I, I, I can't tell one apartment from the other. If you took me up in the elevator blindfold and let me off, I wouldn't know where I was. Well, that's the idea. Not to let Aunt Louise know where she is when she gets here. Hey, look, man, you still haven't told me how it's supposed to work. Okay, Casey. You've been patient long enough. Mm. Step one. They take the straight jacket off my Aunt Louise and deliver her here. You mean old man Hagerman delivers it? Right. She doesn't go anywhere without a lawyer. So there I am, down in the lobby of the building, waiting to greet them when they arrive. Got it. I'm smiling from ear to ear. I'm wearing my best suit and saying nice things. <laughs> telling my Aunt Louise how happy I am to see her. Yeah, yeah. I, don't uh, choke on your words. Yeah. <laughs> and then I tell her all about the terrific apartment I fixed up for us on floor 12A. I gotta remember that. 12A. Right. The apartment upstairs. I make sure they remember 12A. I tell them the story about it really being the 13th floor. Hey, uh, you think you should do that? I mean, your aunt may not like it. Uh, but she'll remember it, Casey. And so will Hagerman. And that's what they've got to remember. 12A. All right. Okay. Now, here's the crucial part. When we get into the elevator, I'm the one that has to press the button. On account of I don't push the button for 12A, I push it for 12. You... You pushed the wrong button? So we all get off on the 12th floor. Now, 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 wait a minute. That's no good. Why not? Well, because it says 12 right where you get off the elevator. The big brass letters that says 12. <laughs> That's right. So what you do just before the elevator stops is put this on the wall. Uh, what's this? It's a big brass letter A. Can't you see? Mm hmm. It's got sticky stuff on the back. All you got to do is slap it next to the number 12, and the 12th floor becomes 12A. <laughs> now you're beginning to get the idea. I am? Okay. So me and Aunt Louise and Hagerman get off the elevator, and I take them down the hall to our fancy new apartment. We walk in. Aunt Louise says, Why, Wallace, oh, this is lovely. This is oh, charming. This is simple. It's ideal. Yeah, okay, okay. So, well, what happens next? Well, we sit around, we talk about this and that. Hageman starts yawning, and Aunt Louise says she's pretty tired herself. And Hageman finally goes home. And then, the fun starts. The fun? Right. Because guess what happens to me? What? I turn into Jack the Ripper. Huh? As soon as Hageman is on his way to the elevator, I take this out of my jacket. Hey, Wally, that's a knife, man. It's a sharp knife. Very sharp. Sharp enough to rip open hey, 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 the oh. furniture. What? And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this knife and put it right on this sofa. No, 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 no. Not this sofa. The one upstairs. And I'm going to rip it all the way down. No, you are the one who sounds crazy. Oh, I'll be crazy, all right. 
Because after I rip up the sofa, I'll start ripping up the chairs and the curtains and slashing the paintings and kicking over vases and spilling the ashtrays. Hey, uh, Wally, are you sure you're all right? And when I the mean... place is a real mess, when I've ripped up everything in sight, I'll have to find something else to use my knife on, won't I? I'm not sure I like this idea. So I'm going to turn and look at Aunt Louise and say, Okay, Auntie, you're next. And you think that'll drive her back to the funny farm? <laughs> you don't think so? No, I think she'll just start screaming for the cops. You're the one who'll end up in a padded cell. Yes, but you better wait till you hear the rest of the scenario. First of all, the whole thing has only taken about a minute, um, a minute and a half. Uh-huh. And what's Hageman doing in the meantime? Well, still waiting for the elevator, probably. I mean, that thing is pretty slow. Okay, okay. I don't start my Jack the Ripper routine until I hear the elevator door close. Why? Because I want to make sure that Hageman gets down to the lobby. And that's where you're going to be, Casey. Me? What am I supposed to do? You stop Hageman from leaving. I don't care how you do it. But you hold him there, you understand? Why? To give Aunt Louise time to get down to the lobby. Because that's what she's going to do. She's going to go screaming down the lobby to tell her lawyer that her nephew's just gone out of his mind. Yeah, that's what she'll do, all right. And then he'll call the police, and then what? You know, not so fast. Hageman won't call the cops. Not until he makes sure that it's true. Not until he knows for certain that it isn't another... Another delusion! Right! So he'll take Aunt Louise back in the elevator and up they'll go. And where will they go, Casey? Huh? Use your head. Where will they go? Well, uh, uh, back to the apartment. Yeah. Which apartment? The one on... On 12A! That's right, Sonny! Oh. They go to 12A because that's where the apartment is. And when they walk into 12A, what a nice surprise for Aunt Louise. Why don't they get here, Wally? Relax, they'll be here. Oh, hey, isn't that them now? Yes, yes. Yes, they are. Okay, Casey, beat it. Uh, but don't go too far. You've got to do your part, too. Don't worry, I'll stop the guy from leaving, even if I have to tackle him. Aunt Louise! Wallace! Oh, Auntie, it's so terrific oh. to see you again. Wallace, my dear boy, how are you? Never better, now that you're back where you belong. Well, just where do we belong? These suitcases are heavy. Oh, hi, Mr. Hagerman. Here, let me help you with those. Huh? Did you do as I asked, Wally? Did you find us a nice high floor? Yes, Aunt Louise, and it's got a view of the river and everything. Uh, what floor are you on, Wallace? 12A. Now, let's go then. I don't like standing around lobbies. Just follow me. Oh, there is just one thing that worries me, Auntie. What's that, dear? I thought this building was perfect for both of us. But the only decent apartment they had available was on 12A. Well, what's wrong with that? Uh, here, this is the elevator. But you see, the truth is, 12A is really 13. It's the 13th floor, Aunt Louise, and they just tried to disguise it. Well, what's so darn important about that? Oh, I see. Poor Wallace is worried about me. He's worried that I might be superstitious, so... Well, I didn't want to do anything that might upset you, Auntie. Oh, excuse me. I'll just press the button. 
Well, you needn't have worried, my dear. I assure you, I'm neither superstitious nor nervous any longer. I promise you that Dr. Winterhoff says I'm completely, totally cured. And of course, that doesn't mean your aunt is in perfect health, Wallace. She's going to require plenty of peace and quiet for a while. I understand. Everything is going to be just lovely now, just as it used to be. Oh, I have wonderful plans for your future, Wallace. Here we are, 12A... Just like the sign says. Oh, come on, come on. Let's get into the place. I've got a busy day ahead, and your aunt should be resting in bed as soon as possible. Oh, stop fussing, Mortimer. It's right down here, Aunt Louise. Wait, I'll find my key. There. Shall we go inside? Yes, yes. Let's go in. Oh, Wallace, it's lovely. It's just simply... It's perfect. You really like it? I love it. It's so simple, so so light and airy. And look, Mortimer, a terrace. It goes all around the apartment. Both bedrooms have a view of the river. Oh, how delightful. Wallace, you've done a wonderful job. You're really a dear. Now, 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 let's sit down and talk, shall we? Sure, Auntie. I have something very serious to talk to you about, Wallace. Now, for some time, I've felt you've forgotten me completely. But now I realize I was wrong, completely wrong. You do? Yes, and do you know why? Because of this lovely apartment you found for me. Found and furnished for me, Wallace. And not just with that $25,000 I appropriated. Well, how did you know about that? We keep a very close watch of your finances, young man. Closer than you think. I knew you withdrew $10,000 of your own money to buy the furnishings, Wallace. You were a very naughty boy to do that. But a very sweet, very thoughtful boy. Gee, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're happy about it, Auntie. Yes, Wallace, I'm very happy. And that's why I've just come from Mr. Hagerman's office. We've done some wonderful things about your future there. My future? For one thing, I'm pleased to tell you that I'll be increasing your allowance. You are? Yes. And then we must talk about your career. It's time you had one. Yes. My career. Uh, Louise, I really have to go. I have a meeting in less than half an hour. Oh, of course, Mortimer. You run along. I'm in good hands now. Yes, I'll talk to you tomorrow, Louise. Make sure you get some rest now. I'll be fine. Just fine. Mm. Well, goodbye, then. Goodbye, Morris. Goodbye, Mr. Hagerman. Well, here we are. Yes, my dear boy. Here we are at last, reunited. Yes, reunited. Right back where we started from. Dear, why are you standing near the door? To hear the elevator, Auntie. Why? I just want to make sure that Mr. Hagerman gets an elevator. That's the only thing wrong with this building. They tend to run a bit slow. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, there. There it is. I just heard it. Good. Now come and sit beside me. 
No, Auntie, I'm afraid I can't. Not just now. Why not? Because of this. Wallace, what is that? It's a knife, Aunt Louise. A long, sharp knife. But what on earth are you doing with a, a knife in your pocket? There must be something I can do with it. Why don't I do this? Wallace! There. Doesn't that make the sofa look better? Oh! I never liked this pattern. Oh. Now it looks much better, don't you think, with the stuffing coming out? Wallace, are you mad? Let's see if the stuffing is the oh. same in this chair. No, no, no. Wallace, you stop that. Now stop that at once. I hate this painting, don't oh. you? Oh. I hate all paintings oh. with deer in them. I hate oh. deer. I think I'll go deer oh. hunting. Wallace, for heaven's sake. Yes, and this will help, too. Oh. And this. Oh, no, 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 you've gone mad. Now, there's oh. nothing left to cut open, oh. Louise. There's nothing left in the room to cut. Oh, no, 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 wait a minute. There's one thing. What? Don't come near me. Now, go away. It's your turn now, Aunt Louise. Help! Help! Mortimer! Mortimer, wait! Wait, help me! <laughs> So long, Aunt Louise. <laughs> See you on 12A. Aunt Louise has had quite a welcome home party from her loving nephew, Wallace. But the party isn't over yet. Wally has another surprise in store for her. A surprise that he hopes will change the welcome party into a farewell party. Will Wally's clever scheme work as planned? Wally's as anxious as you are to find out. his Aunt Louise went screaming down the hall to the elevator, Wallace Dodd has been a busy young man. First, he picks up her purse and luggage, noting carefully where they had been positioned. Then he dashes into the hall and removes the brass letter A he had placed alongside the number 12 on the wall outside the elevator. Quickly, he ascends the fire stairway up to the 13th floor and quietly enters the apartment. It is so peaceful, so orderly, and oh, so quiet. He puts Aunt Louise's things in exactly the positions they had been in downstairs. Then he picks up a magazine, sits on the sofa, and waits. And what about Aunt Louise? Mortimer! Mortimer! Help! Louise, what's the matter? It's Wallace! Oh, I'm so glad you're still here. He's gone crazy. What? Oh, he's gone stark staring mad. Louise, what are you talking about? He's got a knife. He's ripped the furniture open. All of it. What? The sofa, the chairs. He's sliced the painting. Louise, you can't mean this. I, I saw it with my own eyes. He broke all the vases. He's, he's gone completely crazy. Louise. And, and then he, he threatened to Louise. kill me. Please, stop this. It, it can't be true. I swear it, Mortimer. I swear it. He came at me with this knife. I ran up at the apartment. Well, we're going to go back to that apartment and see what this is all about. Come on. Wallace? Wallace, where are you? 
Who is it? Be, be careful. He's dangerous, Mortimer. He's out of his mind. And Louise, <laughs> is that you? Wallace, what the devil is going on here? Oh. Oh, dear God. Hi, Aunt Louise. You know, I was getting worried about you the way you ran out of oh. here. Did you forget to tell Mr. Hagerman something? Oh, oh it, 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 can't, it can't be true. It, it can't be. What, Auntie? This, this, this apartment. It's, it's exactly the same. The same as what, Auntie? Oh. Wallace, what happened here? Your aunt says you went absolutely mad. Me? You, 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 you had a knife. A big, long knife. You, you, you ripped open this sofa and, and all the cushions and, and this chair. And, and then you, you slashed this painting. How can you say that? You can oh. see that... Oh. Gee, Mr. Hageman, oh. I really don't understand. Louise, uh, are you sure you didn't just uh, go to sleep and have a bad dream? No, no, no. I swear it's true. I saw it with my own eyes. He ripped apart all the furniture. And then he, he smashed this vase. This vase? Oh, I, I know he did it. I saw him do it. Oh, Auntie. Oh. Why would I do such a thing? You know how long it took me to find this furniture, to pick out that vase? Why would I want to do such a crazy thing? Oh, oh good Lord. Oh, Mortimer. Mortimer, you must believe me. He was going to kill me, too. He said he was. Louise, Louise, oh. calm yourself. Uh, sit down. Uh, no, 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 I don't want to sit down. It's all right, no, Auntie. No, There's no, nothing no. wrong with the sofa. No. You can see for yourself. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's nothing wrong with it. The, the stuffing's all back in place now. You don't think I upholstered it in the last five oh. minutes, do you? <laughs> oh, 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 upholstered it? Oh, that, that's very funny. Oh, Louise, oh. Louise, dear, dear, I, I told you that you needed some rest. Oh, oh yes, 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 that, that's right. Yes, you, you, you told me that. Now, please, you go straight to the bedroom oh. and you go to bed. I'm, oh. I'm sure you'll feel much better oh. in a little while. Oh, yes. Yes, oh, I, I, I really am tired, Mortimer. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely exhausted. Uh, Wally, uh, where's your aunt's bedroom? It's right this way, Mr. Hagerman. Oh. Come, my dear. Oh, Mortimer, what's wrong with me? Don't worry, everything oh. is going to be all right. Oh. A good night's sleep and everything will be fine. Oh, what am I going to do? We'll, um talk about it tomorrow. But you and I will talk right now, Wallace. Yes, Mr. Hagerman. I'm afraid Dr. Winterhoff was too optimistic about the state of your aunt's health. I can see that. Mm. It was obviously too soon for her to leave Maple Grove. Much too soon. Oh, I'm really sorry about that, Mr. Hagerman. I'll call Dr. Winterhoff when I get back to my office and tell him what's happened. You may want to come over and see her. Poor Aunt Louise. Uh, and then tomorrow... Well, tomorrow we'll have to make arrangements. Yes, sir. Of course, I understand perfectly. Mm, now I... I must go. Sure, Mr. Hagerman. Thanks very much for everything. Uh, Wallace, if your aunt has any other, um... 
serious delusions, be sure to call me. Oh, yes, sir, I'll do that. Goodbye, Wallace. Goodbye, Mr. Hagerman. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, I did it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Hello. Wally, it's me. Hi, Casey. Where are you? I'm downstairs in the apartment. Hey, listen, how'd it go? <laughs> I tell you, it couldn't have gone better. It was great, man. It worked like a charm. Yeah? You should have seen her face when she walked into the apartment. And everything was just the way it was supposed to be. <laughs> I sure would have liked to have seen that. Yeah. Oh, and Hagerman. Oh, you should have seen his face. He knew she wasn't playing with a full deck the minute he walked in with her. <laughs> How's the apartment down there? Oh, a wreck, man. You sure did a job on a place. Yeah. Don't worry about it. With all the money that's coming our way, once Auntie is back in storage... Hey, man, stop clicking the phone. I'm not clicking it. Oh, something clicked. Your phone isn't tapped, is it? Of course not. Who would tap my phone? Wait a minute. What is it? There's an extension phone in the bedroom. So what? My aunt is in there. What? Now she's in there lying down... Oh, she was supposed to be. Uh-oh. You better check, man. Yeah. I better. Oh. Aunt Louise? Wallace. I heard it. I heard it all. You were listening in? I, I, I heard the phone ring. I thought it might be Dr. Winterhoff. No, no, Auntie. It wasn't Dr. Winterhoff. But he'll be here soon. Don't worry. I heard what you said to that man. Something ab about an apartment down there. What did you mean? Oh, you didn't hear right, Auntie. You know you're not seeing things right, so you're not hearing them right either. He said something about the apartment being a wreck. Wallace, what have you done? Nothing, nothing. It, it's some kind of trick. No, isn't it? You took me to, to another apartment. That apartment downstairs. Come on, Auntie. That's crazy. Oh. You're crazy. You oh. know you are. Get, get away from me. Don't come into this room. You just imagined that oh. phone call, didn't you? Oh. Get away. Get out of here or I'll scream. Help. Help. Somebody. Get off that balcony, Auntie. Oh, We're 12 stories. Help. No, 13. Nobody can hear you. Help. Help! He, he's going to kill I'm me! I'm not going to do anything Help. of the kind. Help. Now, look out. Stop leaning Help. over, Aunt Louise. Aunt Louise! Come in, Morris. Yes, Mr. Hagerman. Oh, please, sit down. I know you're badly shaken. I never did like funerals. Mm, it's all terribly sad. But you mustn't blame yourself for what happened. I just can't help it. I never should have left Aunt Louise alone in that bedroom. No, it's my fault as much as yours, Wallace. I should have realized the state of mind your aunt was in. Realizing that she wasn't cured, that she should have to return to Maple Grove Sanatorium. Oh, she must have been really depressed about that. Yes. Yes. And we should have realized what depression can do to people. But I never thought she'd take her own life. No. 
Neither did I. Well, you did everything you could for her, Wallace. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And, um... I'm really sorry about the will. Pardon? Your aunt's will. I, um, yes, that, that's right. I was going to ask you about that. I, I guess I'd better get to the details. The details? Yes. Uh, how much um, is my aunt's estate worth? I ought to know that, shouldn't I? I mean, since it's mine. Yes, yes, I should have realized you'd have that misunderstanding. Misunderstanding? What do you mean? I'm afraid... There's nothing which is yours. Nothing at all. What are you talking about? Well, you remember the day your aunt left Maple Grove? She went to my office first to draw up a new will, leaving everything to you. That's terrific. Yes, yes, she was very pleased about what you did, Wally. Spending her own money to furnish the apartment. Oh, her previous will, in case you didn't realize it, left everything to charity. Yeah, but, but... But why isn't the money mine? Well, the new will isn't valid, of course. The old one is still in effect. Not valid? But why? Because she obviously was not in her right mind. The hallucination she had that day... No probate court would accept it. Therefore, the earlier will stands. And it leaves everything to her favorite cause. Her favorite cause? Yes. Mental health. Poor Wallace Dodd. Not only has he lost his aunt's fortune, but he's stuck with two apartment leases. How would you like to pay two rents, two electric bills, two of everything? Now, that's what I call double-digit inflation. I'll have another word to say about that when I return shortly. that Wallace Dodd's get-rich-quick scheme turned out to be a get-poor-quick scheme instead. But as we all know, crime doesn't pay. It can entertain, however. And that's the purpose of the Radio Mystery Theater. Who knows what terrors and delights we'll have for you next time. The only way to find out is to use your ears. You've got two of a kind, haven't you? Our cast included Christopher Tabori, Russell Horton, and Martha Greenhouse. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Just, just one minute, Chloe. What's the composition of Jupiter's atmosphere? Do you remember? Of course. Hydrogen, helium, methane, ammonia, water... And so forth. Don't you see... See what? Almost the same components that were on Earth when life first emerged back there. You mean the thing that nearly jammed us could have taken off directly from the surface of Jupiter itself? Why not? That there might be some kind of life form on Jupiter? Exactly. But that's crazy. Nobody could breathe. Nothing could live in that kind of atmosphere. You couldn't. I couldn't. But isn't it conceivable that some other kind of being 
a new and completely different form of life could. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.